I get to open up the arsenal of jackets and get the jackets involved. That's what not I've quite got sweaters going on underneath. Yet. Oh, yeah, I'm there like, you go. I've got yeah. the sweater going. I'm. It's a little chilly. The I had jacket. to scrape my windshield this morning. Patiently sitting in the closet Gross. all summer. Oh, it's not I'm jacket my... weather. It's not jacket weather. The boom, all October is. It's great. You guys yeah. got the nice, the nice pea coat that you go to. I got my nice pea coat. I got great a pea coat. Yep. Waiting. Yeah, that's waiting. a that's a November December jam. Like I got some yeah. heavier coats, but now it's like yeah. I got heavier I've, coats in rotation. I've got a couple pea coats. I I'm looking. I've yeah, got Sean, my you, you sent me your wardrobe. I'm sure you have some pea coats. <laughs> yeah, you sent him pictures of all your wardrobe. So okay, let's, let's so, do that. that'll be a fun thing for all of us to do. Everybody take pictures yeah. of your five favorite jackets and let's share them in the group chat. Okay, so we have to tell the story of how this happened. So Josh is like uh, black. Black, no, it was it was it was, was it, it started it started with it started with Faber yeah it started with Faber on the Canucks conversation saying he couldn't wear brown shoes with a black suit correct which is one thousand percent correct no it's not but continue your story um he's right so he says that take Josh agree- disagrees because he's a he's a pleb and uh, <laughs> then he he messages me and he's like you traitor like um it kind of goes to flaunt like like i know a thing or two about about dress clothes and suits and he sends me a picture of his closet i was like that's nothing and sent him a picture of mine (laughs) (laughs) okay okay now which of you maroons has ever played basketball before In the Matrix, hell. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Van Slam Podcast, Vancouver's only, to our knowledge, NBA podcast here on the Area 51 Sports Network. I'm, of course, your host, Josh Griffith, and joined today by the one and only Damar DeRochon. Ayo. Actually, I was telling uh, Bo right before this how how hard it was to come up with another name pun because <laughs> I used OG Sean and Obi too early. <laughs> I was, was like, going to say, yeah, you're pretty much done now for the Yeah. <laughs> There's oddly not very many Raptor names that I can jam my name into. So go, yeah. go back in Raptors. You can, you can use them all for your, oh, yeah. for your names. And of course, joined by the one and only the pasty white delight fresh off a basketball game of his own today. Come on in, Van, and welcome to the Slam. Hi, friends. Nice to see you. The pasty white delight is in the house. So you said you were going to be yelling Ghost Train. Were you yelling the pasty white delight? No, no. I've used Ghost Train Train Train. as the show nickname before. And eventually we'll cycle back to Ghost Train, unless this thing really catches fire. Um, But uh, yeah, there was (laughs) no... At at basketball today, there was no yelling, Ghost Train coming through. Choo-choo. Although that'd be a great way to run back up the court after a bucket. With the I think it'd be sick for one of those putbacks. Like you just grab this mean offensive board. Yeah. You're like, go straight in the station. <laughs> up, boom, putback. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll with see. the fake too. So that for, they like, yeah. they're in the air for you screaming this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go up for the putback. 
First game in like 600 plus days. So we'll maybe get a bit more familiar with these fellas before no, I start no. calling out Coach uh-uh. Jack. Next no, game, I expect no, and then, it. You, then you just go once. You go one time. And then everybody, it's, you're a legend for the rest of it. You guys remember that time that Ghost remember? Train guy came? Well, there's a the thing where like introducing yourself to like your teammates and stuff. Yo, what's up? I'm Derek. What's going on, Derek? Oh, yeah. And it's like, I, oh man, having to fight the, the temptation to go, what's up, Ghost Train? Ghost Train. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm Evan. What's your name? Ghost Train. Just call me Ghost Train. It's fine. <laughs> I think all three of us need to go to a, one of these drop-in games, and all of us be ghost, and then some type of vehicle, like Ghost Train, Ghost Car, Ghost Ship. There. Go. <laughs> ghost Plane. Ghost Plane ghost and plane. Ghost Train. Ghost <laughs> Can we be Ghost Plane, Train, and Automobile? Yes. <laughs> Oh shit! There it is. There's, There's our ghost three automobiles. Three. There's our three-on-three three team right there. Done. Ghost I'm ghost automobile. I'm ghost automobile. <laughs> I guess I'm playing then. I'm yeah, you're ghost, ghost plane. plane. You're ghost plane. Yeah. Like, oh, I love it. I'll do the old like. Yep. You the do, yep. running plane down the court. You're flying, you're flying through the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we got it. Are you like one of those putt putt like kind of automobiles? Like you're like. Going down, or are you like a be. new automobile? Because I feel be. like I don't, I don't if know you're if calling it an automobile, it's got to be like I'm picturing like OG, the original Ford. What you know, you, like like a Pinto or a Pacer or something. Of, what kind of no, basketball no, like, are we playing? Are we playing like Miami Heat style this year? Henry then I'm, I'm probably vehicle. an old school automobile. If we're you know yeah. maybe playing the Golden State Warriors, and probably like a new fancier. Uh, Fancy your Lexus or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get the caddy rolling. Oh. Ghost caddy. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> if, ghost riding the whip. And feel, if, I was, if I was a car from the 1940s, <laughs> I would be the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, True. yeah. That car, that car could go a little bit. Busting out the old mellow jersey. It's old. Yeah, it's old. Oh, the car's man. old, but it, yeah. it can do the trick. Okay, I, um, I have a mellow Knicks jersey laying around somewhere. I've got I've to dig it up. Well, do you want to talk about Mellow or the Knicks? Because we can go either way. Because the Knicks are I'm doing sure we'll a talk great about start both. to the season. Okay, well, let's start with the New York yeah. Knicks and the Eastern it. Conference. And what has been, I don't know if it's its a surprise to see the top three teams being the Knicks, Chicago Bulls, and Miami Heat. Uh, Washington Wizards there, too, at 4-1. and one. Um, But, yeah, it's uh, basketball's back going. The New York Knicks are playing some great, like, old-school basketball. Julius Randle. Oh, yeah. Doing some great things. Chicago Bulls, um, Lonzo Ball, DeMar, De- DeMar DeRochon. I mean, <laughs> they, uh, they beat up on the Raptors the other day, and Miami Heat are just playing an old-school kind of basketball that is just fun to see. Uh, you know, I was checking out some of their advanced defensive analytics and just, like, points allowed second, offensive rebounds allowed fourth, rebounds allowed eighth. Assists allowed second, field goals allowed first. This is Coming a big, yeah. This is a bigger leap 
than I expected this early mm-hmm. for the Bulls and the Knicks. I go back to the offseason. I go back to talking about teams in the playoffs, and I felt that that was the next wave of power in the East. I didn't see this Wizards thing coming. It's early in the season, sure. I was going to say, I, that's the one that really yeah, stuns me is that the but, Wizards are there. But I thought, yeah, Bulls and Knicks are going to be, and the Heat as well when they got Lowry and knowing what they already have with Butler. I thought, okay, yeah, the Heat will probably take a step this year, but the Knicks and the Bulls are maybe another year away from from really making a stamp and they're exploding. Also the Charlotte Hornets are impressing the hell out of me. Yeah, dude, they're playing really good ball. I'm all about buzz city right now. I love those unis. Yep. The shorts with the hex on them. Mm -hmm. The the honeycomb hex. And and you know, the, the 76ers have been a victim of the New York Knicks first Mm -hmm. time since like 2017 that the Knicks beat them. Um, and yeah, so I watched that game obviously very intently and man, that is a three ball heavy team and they are good at that three ball. The, the Knicks are here to play, man. I I'm, I'm with you guys. Like I didn't really expect them to be like tops of the, their conference right now. Mind you, it's still early. Like we're only five games deep for everybody, like five or six games. But, uh, I there's a couple things that really surprised me. One, I don't, I don't feel like Orlando is one in five bad. I feel like they're a little bit better than that. Yep. Um, I feel like the Cavs are not three and three good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the Wizards being four and one good is a real shock to me. So I do expect there to be some kind of rebalancing over the course of the year, like Milwaukee and and the 76ers <laughs> in Brooklyn are all going to climb up at some point here and, and kind of rule the roost at, in some degree. Yeah. But the Knicks, Bulls, and Heat being here, like that feels for real. Like that early on, that looks for real. And I'm just going to sit here for a moment and bask that the Nets are, yeah, they're three and three, but I'm just more so looking that they're in 11th place in the East. Yeah. It feels good. I just want to wrap myself up in that. The Raptors are two points ahead of them. Same record, but uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck the Nets. And the Raptors had a, a nice game against the Orlando Magic. It was the was the tight. Suggs versus yeah. Scotty Barnes. Yeah, matchup. I watched that game. That was good stuff. It was. Um, Jalen Suggs went off uh, 20 points. He did. Um, great, great game to kind of show Toronto what they were missing. But Scotty Barnes was Scotty oh. Barnes. And, and, man, the kid's dancing on the bench at halftime. He goes out with an injury. He's on. He's dancing on the floor. The reporters are like, okay, we don't know if he's going to make it back. Uh, we'll see. Oh, never mind. He's dancing on the uh, the bench, so we think he should be good to go for the second half. <laughs> and and two, like I, I tweeted about it uh, yesterday when I was watching the game. Like it's still so weird to me right now watching a Kyle Lowry less Raptors team because it's yeah. been so long. Like even when DeMar, De- DeMar DeRozan left, it's okay. It's still the Raptors. You still like, have it's Kyle. still yeah. yeah, it's still Kyle's Raptors, and it was always mm-hmm. Kyle's Raptors. Yeah, and now it's just it's so. It's weird to it's weird to watch. Now like it's, it's Van Vliet's Raptors. Van Vliet's Raptors, yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, he the first three quarters of that magic game were rough. Like I was really like, okay, uh, this is a rebuilding team. Like this is absolutely a rebuilding team. Like Van Vliet can't seem to get it rolling. Ananobi wasn't really good at any point in that game. Uh Siakam's obviously he's doing his injury rehab uh, stint. He's now since been recalled. But 
Scotty Barnes was by far and away like the standout, mm-hmm. uh, especially early. Like he had, I believe, the first seven points of the game for for the Raps, including like a a full court jam, like three three dribbles to get all the way up the court to slam it. It was awesome. It was uh, it was Barnes versus Suggs. I I mean I'm I'm game for that being the case going forward for years to come, and like before I I was saying. You know, it's way too early to, to be cl- declaring Barnes the the win here for, at number three over Suggs. This is exactly why. Like, Suggs yeah. is a very good player. Well, we are going to be debating <laughs> this for a long time. Uh, this isn't a five or six game decision. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping because I was big that, uh, yeah, Barnes would absolutely dominate and Suggs would struggle so that you Raptor fans can be like, yep, yeah, we got Correct. our guy. Oh, Nailed yeah, it. we did. that's the end of that chapter. But, uh, yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, one for one all the way. They play again on December the 20th. So we'll see Barnes v. Suggs uh, again um, in about uh, eight weeks or so. So that'll be good. Like, sign me up for Raps and Orlando having a bit of a rivalry here building. Like, if that yeah. ends up being the birth of a bit of a rivalry... I think the NBA is a better place when Orlando is good. I think they're showing promise of what they could eventually become. Suggs is a huge component to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it ends up being like the Barnes versus Suggs showdown for the next 10 years, I'm all about it. All about it. Yeah, well, because like the Raptors have been playing pretty decent ball. They almost had the Bulls. Mm-hmm. On uh, on Monday, that was a really close game. So uh, yeah, they've held in with the good teams they've played so far. They've matched that talent level, which I think is uh, surprising. But you got to be happy about that if you're a Raptors fan. See, now I wouldn't say they've matched their talent levels, but one of the things that I've liked to see so far, just through the the six games, is they've matched their compete level. Okay, so, you know, yeah. you've said Fair. they've never been out of a game, and and you can see it. Their defensive prowess, they're they're on the ball. You know, I mentioned it last week on how they didn't want to look for the outlet pass. You can see it. They're looking for the the fast break, the quick shot clock. They're getting it. You know, players like De- Delano Banton had just come out of nowhere. He's basically yeah. made Malachi Flynn a bench product right now. Oh, God. Dragic is a trade bait. He's not doing anything for the team. But they, they just have these, these young, lanky, fast kids that are hungry, that are – that are hungry to perform. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's Fred Van Fleet's team now, but without Pascal Siakam there, it's just, it's four other, whether it's Ken Birch or Precious Achua, it's just hungry kids wanting minutes, wanting points, wanting to prove themselves as NBA. And I, I think it's, it's going to be good for the Raptors because yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot of games where it's like, okay, Raptors are, what did the La- Lakers got to crush the other day? I turned on in like third quarter, they're down like four, 35 points. I don't think we're going to see that at all this year with the Raptors where they're just getting hammered by a team. No, there's too much compete there. Like, like you said, I think this year is the year that we really see how good the Raptors developmental program has been for the last few years. Like they've, they've got an incredibly good development program. I would say top two in the league with them and Miami heat um, for being able to develop internally. Um, and that's what they've had to do being in Toronto. Like they're not the free yeah. agent destination. You have to develop from within. And this is something that like if you're New Orleans, you have to be looking at trying to replicate in some way. Um, if you're hell, if you're Orlando, right, you've got to be looking at replicating that in some way. 
Um, it's funny that Miami has it because they are a free agent destination. So uh, that just makes them all the more dangerous. So, yeah, yeah I think Toronto is going to be exciting, but we really see the, the organizational depth this year. Yeah, because you look at the Raptors and their biggest acquisition in the last, fuck, however long that led to them winning a championship Kawhi. was via trade, Yeah, right? Kawhi didn't choose mm-hmm. to go there. And as soon as Kawhi had a choice, he, was gone. he left. And that's not so much. I, I wouldn't say that he left Toronto more so that he went to the Clippers. Um, and also you got nothing left to prove in uh, in Toronto, but that's it. Like, when's the last big free agent acquisition chosen the toronto raptors and you would think that maybe they would have gotten somebody after they won that title but there's still you can see in the west and the east tons of other powers there so if you wanted to attract a ring chaser um you have to be the absolute most elite team ever because they're just going to go somewhere else so the developmental system for the raptors i think is probably the most important developmental system in the entire nba because Mm -hmm. they're never going to have people that actively want to go there and play I think the last free agent signing that I can think of that was like a splash at the time was Hito Turkoglu um, for, <laughs> cool and I mean, for that one. I yeah. genuinely think that's the last one. Like that's the well, last one I, I can recall. I was going to say Serge Ibaka because didn't okay. Serge sign as a free agent? Because I, I think. I think he did. I think that but they was. they traded for Gasol. They, they traded, traded for Lowry. They traded for Lowry. They, traded they for developed Lowry. DeRozan. Um. But yeah, I think besides Abaka, developed maybe, Turkaloo, yeah, and they developed a Rosen, but then eventually used him to get a arguably better player, which was able to put not, them over it's the not top ar- and win. It's not okay, arguably. cool. All right, just I okay. don't want to say yeah. anything and offend the- any DeRozan people. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was the heart and soul of this okay. franchise. How yeah. dare you? There, uh, he yeah, was, so they, and it was painful, but they definitely like it was well worth it. And, it, and it wouldn't yeah. have; they wouldn't have won the title. With no. DeRozan, I think we can all pretty clearly say that DeRozan's not hitting that shot against the Sixers. No, he's not. DeRozan's not a superstar. No, well, DeRozan's and it changed. Star, it changed the whole dynamic of the entire organization having Kawhi, right? Yes. Like, uh, look at what you know, OG uh, Siakam, Van Vliet, like those guys have learned. Even Kyle Lowry learned from having Kawhi with them for one year. Like that championship mentality was was traded for. Right. Yeah. Like they gained a lot more than just like the effects of Kawhi, I would argue, are still there to this day because that organization carries themselves differently than they yeah. did prior. Nick Nurse has championship pedigree now. He didn't have that before. That's not something yeah. that every NBA coach can say is I'm an NBA champion. Well, why should I do what you say? Because I have a ring. <laughs> and, and he did it with got and he did it genuinely bench. coaching. Right. Yeah, like yeah. He genuinely coached and earned that ring. Like it's not like uh, LeBron was. Yeah. <laughs> or like Rivers, Frank Vogel. I, th- I think um, of. Um, I don't want to oh. category Eric Spolster in there because I think Eric Spolster is a Eric really good, is a good underrated player. coach. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Tyron Lu. Yeah. There's a good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like, did he really coach championship caliber? Like he coached championship caliber teams but he was not a championship caliber coach if it's that like makes you, sense yeah he you was look just at there and you look at the, the, the nets now i love steve nash oh, yeah. one of my all-time favorites but but you're not like steve nash. Of, steve, steve nash like kevin coach durant is, kevin durant is waiting for his marching orders from steve nash before he goes yeah. out and does the james harden is waiting to see what steve nash draws up and what steve nash wants to do like no i, I feel like he's kind of 
a bit along for the ride. Um, well, we have a huge week for the Raptors because they'll play the Pacers again today. Uh, then they got the Knicks on Monday, four and one Knicks, four and one Wizards on Wednesday. Uh, then they've got the Cavs and the Nets to finish out uh, finish out the week. So I'd say this Brutal. next three game stretch. I mean, they just beat the Pacers on Wednesday, so pretty big three game stretch for them. And yeah, back to back Monday and Wednesday, Knicks and uh, and Wizards. That'll be a really really good early season kind of measuring stick games to see where the Raptors are at and the East. Like the lower part of the Eastern Conference or the mid lower, where you know the Nets and the Celtics and the Sixers and all of it. There's still a lot to be determined there right mm -hmm. like some teams are off to hot start sure but sean to your point the east you feel like it's going to start forming where you thought it would once these teams start to get their shit together a little bit well and i think it'll be like perfect timing for siakam coming back but we really need like old siakam to come back you know yeah. uh for this three games or this week right like those three games especially are going to be really tough um you can't come out slow like they did against orlando like they made that way too close of a game to me toronto is on paper a, a much better team than orlando currently and they made it like it was really close it was a yeah. tight game um so like i think if ananobi's rolling you get three more quarters of of good van vliet and you get siakam coming back and and playing what he could be um and should be <laughs> then you you see probably a lot more competitive like like the game against the bulls um yeah. where they um can't match them talent wise but they they keep up yeah so i'm just just going through the the eastern conference standings right now and yeah i mean it's um like cuz the knicks gonna, are, the knicks are going to stay around yeah yeah we're going to get yeah, in the next week keeping. or so when we we get that cuz right now it, it's so cluttered up we're going to get in that next week where the the teams you know are are one and eight two and seven kind of deal and then you have the better teams that are starting to push away one of the teams that i think will be one of the better teams sitting in a three and two record and they have a big game today against the shit bags from atlanta is the philadelphia 76ers haven't Thank really mm. been mm -hmm. i guess um burdened with the with the saga of ben simmons and have just played some some really nice basketball so far i mean well, all the talk coming out of philly is the ben simmons stuff is relatively positive he's going to like practices he's doing like shoot around spending a lot of time shooting so says doc rivers um a lot of talent on that team like up and down um maxi's taking a pretty big step they got shake milton back now uh drummond is a hell of a backup center probably the best backup center Embiid's ever had there drummond has been really really impressing me uh danny green is probably the most uh the biggest liability on the team so far uh <laughs> but it's, it's the coaching that's the thing like they don't know how to close out games they don't have that you know killer instinct fourth quarter jimmy butler type that's actually gonna you know take control and stick some daggers in so like they've given up huge third quarters so far this season and then they almost let the pistons back in the game uh the other day no they had no 
reason to be anywhere close to losing that game. But the Pistons, I think, outscored them, God, like 14 to 1 or something in the last like six minutes. Or in the last six minutes, Philly didn't get a bucket aside from like an Embiid three at the very end. So no lead is safe with that team. And coming out of last year's playoffs where they dropped like a 25-point lead and they had tons of issues closing and struggling with that, it has not been super inspiring to watch so far because again that Nets game last Friday which I'm I'm just starting to get over now I know I freaked out about it last <laughs> Saturday I'm just starting to accept it again they're leading that game the whole time and then they get outscored 10-1 in the last like you know three minutes and end up choking and losing that's a common theme in Philly which has been very very tough to watch because that all basically comes down to coaching I was gonna say yeah that was was a problem that they had last season is they'd be up Look like the game was in hand, and then they go to the fourth quarter, and something would just happen. I mean, because when they, they played, the, they, when they, yeah, when they played the Knicks, they were in that game for a lot of it, and then I think it was a disastrous second quarter, disastrous like third quarter, and then boom, this thing's just out of reach now. Like Campbell Walker yeah. got hot, and they battled back, like they stayed with them, but uh, yeah, they got outscored thirty nine sixteen in the second quarter. They outscored them in the first in the third and in the fourth, but they absolutely got annihilated in the second quarter and they couldn't fight their way back. Brutal. Is this something you think we're going to see from the 76ers all year? Or you think they're going to figure, I mean, oh. like you said, they got the, I'm looking at the roster. It's talent. They're, oh, they're doing a good job of, of sending, you know, getting minutes for everybody. And yeah. I don't think Embiid's going to be overloaded this year. He, here's the thing game. is that he feels the need to overload himself. This is what a lot of oh, folks okay. are talking about because he hurt his knee in the first game against the Cassowary and he hasn't missed a game since. And he's been going like, obviously it's affecting him a little bit, but uh word out of Philadelphia is that he's really trying to take that next step as a leader this year, especially with everything going on with Ben. And mm. he's going to do his absolute best to not miss games due to, you know, injuries or any like load management or anything like that. So you're going to see Embiid push himself a lot more this year than you have in previous seasons. And it also, it's got to be weighing on the guy that he came in second in MVP voting because he missed 21 games, right? If he didn't miss those games, I'm sorry. It's not, he's, he's the, you know, front runner and he's the winner of the MVP last year. Uh, And you know, he's got to know and realize that too. So it's his team. He's taking a big leap in leadership this year. So he's going to play through a lot of stuff that he commonly wouldn't. And that is something that's very, very concerning. Because without Simmons, they still have a lot of talent. They could still do some damage. They could still be a mid-seed in the playoffs. But without Simmons and Embiid, big trouble. I have a question, uh, an opinion-based question for you off Embiid. Because this is a big part of his game thus far in his career is his chirping, right? He, yeah. he's a mouthy guy, right? And that's Airplane. just how he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's yeah, got, yeah. he got a lot of swagger out on the court and it, yes. I like it and I hate it because he gets teed up and he got teed up last game against Pistons, which is a and bit, bu- yeah, that T was a bit bullshit, but continue. it was, but he kind of, he, I think it's reputational, right? Like he, yes, because well, he, he has that reputation of being yeah. that guy, like as a leader, I don't know. Like, do you want to see that from him? Are you like, oh, he's he's fired up? Or are you wanting him to like dial that back and be more of like, a, hey, guys, nothing matters. We're just going to keep pressing forward. 
um, type of leader. You know, there's two different styles there. I just don't know where I want Embiid to be. I think he should keep doing what he's doing with, like, in the past, like, the chirping and the attitude and stuff, because it fires, like, people up, right? And that engages him the most. Now, that technical was, if I recall, got a big, big slam. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, he was like, yeah, fucking rights or whatever. Like, he swore. <laughs> yeah. And he was, like, looking in the direction of the uh, whoever was trying to D him up. Um, but, like, not directly at him. And then he got teed up for it. And he was saying, no, I was talking to myself. Like, I was yeah. saying it to me. And the refs, again, that's where you think, okay, reputation call. But it didn't look like it was directed. Like, yeah, get the fuck out of my house. I'm no <laughs> yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, no, he was like just <laughs> talking like to himself, but I haven't seen this season so far, the Embiid from years past, where it's just that overly arrogant, cocky sort I think of thing. It's there, tamed. there hasn't been, it's definitely tamed a lot. And I think a lot of that has to be because, uh, yeah, he is trying to mature and take that next step as a leader. I don't want him to entirely lose that swagger. Because uh, he's had you know one or two pretty off games so far this year, but I'm looking forward to seeing him find a balance. That'll be something I'm watching a lot with the Sixers games this year is seeing how he takes that next step because he has to. The team has no other, no other leader. Yeah, I think that the the off season shenanigans probably sped up his maturity. Like, yeah, well, it had to. Yeah, right. Like they, you'd hope so, right? Like before yeah. it was. Yeah. It was kind of a split thing with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid being the leaders of the 76, right? They were, they were the process. We, yep. you know, yep. we've been trusting it and here they are, they're going to deliver it. And with everything that happened, Joel Embiid was kind of like, I need to take the next step. I've, I've already done it. Like Bowman said, second in MVP voting, probably no, he would have won it over Jokic if he had to miss the games. We, we were talking about it as the season ended last year. And I think he would realize, okay, I have it on the court. Now I need to maybe add that little bit off the court. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to lose that like really feistiness that he has because he's still got, you know, there's still veteran players like a Danny Green that can pull things back, right? Yeah. And if they if he needs to be like, oh, hey, big guy, come on, get in. You know, you saw it with the Raptors when Danny Green was there. Serge, Serge Ibaka would get crazy. Danny Green yep. would pull him back. Kyle Lau would get crazy. Danny Green would come pull him back. You bring him in, right? I think that, with with that that little extra maturity, like it's it's going to be crazy to see what he can do this year. As long as he stays healthy and doesn't force things and be like, okay, I don't I need to play 35 minutes in this game against the Cavaliers in game 13 of the season. Yeah, maybe slow your roll. Maybe, maybe think about the, the first series of the playoffs. Yeah, think about the second series. It's, it's all looking, about playoffs. Yeah, even looking at what I've referred to as Simmons week. Because it was that week of just fucking every single day, more and more craziness was happening, suspensions, all that kind of stuff. You look at what happened from Embiid on Tuesday when Simmons gets suspended and kicked out of practice and all that stuff. You know, he says he doesn't care about him. He's not here to babysit and stuff. And you know, some comments probably came his way about him speaking his mind a bit more like that. And then flash forward to Friday, the home opener against the Nets after Simmons addresses the team and, you know, kind of clears the air with some stuff, him getting on the mic before the opener said, yeah, thank you for supporting us and also support Ben. He's our brother and everything. And yeah, we're like three days prior. He was, you know, doing press and calling him a baby essentially and not so many words and all that sort of jazz. So um, yeah, you wonder how, 
um, you know, significant that is. And for who knows what was said in that room, man, I wish so uh, fly oh, on the to, wall. Yeah, I would have loved to be there that Friday morning at the uh, Wells Fargo Center and hear what that conversation was between Ben Simmons and the rest of the 76ers. I would uh, I'd kill someone in front of their own mama <laughs> to be in that room. Um, but, there's, uh, there's some pretty good coverage of the NBA. So maybe Shams or Woj down the line will uh We'll get That'd that story awesome. out of one of them. I, I will. Yes. Just, I gotta know. And like, cause they, they tried to talk to Niang and uh minivan was like, uh, no, like what happened What said in the room, the locker room is a sacred place. What said there like stays there and stuff. And I'm like, God damn it, George. They're like, no, 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 no. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, spill the, spill the tea, spill the tea, sir. So, I, I haven't he, caught much of the Danny green podcast. Does he, speak about the the Sixers situation at all on there no he nobody's no. said anything especially Danny Green because Danny Green's yeah. always been the constant the entire offseason you know wanting to support Ben and t- like kind of having a bit of a go at Sixers fans for you know their antics and attitude towards Ben um and how like the vitriol and stuff so Danny Green's been nothing but supportive pretty much the entire time and yeah especially now like mental health issues and stuff are at play you're never gonna see anybody really start uh airing that out unless it's a 30 for 30 on the process you know 15 20 years from now because again it's just like Ben and uh Embiid are the two left like Dario Saric, Markel Fultz, uh you know all other players that were part of the process on those early picks like they're all gone so if Simmons goes too, then all that losing, that whole strategy, all of it just comes down to one guy. So, yeah. Well, and it ultimately would show that at least how they decided to go about their rebuild, the full yeah. tank and tear yeah, down tank, doesn't yeah, work which, in the NBA. Yeah. To where the NBA was like, you know, obviously super pissed at them for doing yeah. what they're doing and stuff. And like, again, that's when I really got back on with the Sixers, like post Iverson days is holy shit. They're just, they're losing on purpose. They're taking the hit to make the play. And I'm yes. like, I was so fascinated by that and Stan Hinkie and all that. And when he went down and then the whole shit with Colangelo went down, it was like, oh, man, yeah. what a fucking drama-filled franchise. It's, oh, oh, man, that was the best. <laughs> I was like, okay, I am so happy the that burners I burners was that, wild, that dude. This is my team. I'm so happy that I picked <laughs> I, them. I was mad. I was like, why wasn't he doing this in Toronto? Where was the burner count in Toronto? It was just, I'm like, probably were there. They're yeah. just, there's so many so many Raptors no. fans that probably are close to that, but they didn't, they were, they, flew they, were, the there, they were there, but nobody cared about Andrea Bargnani tweets. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody knew his birthday. He's the only one tweeting about Bargnani. He's like, <laughs> man, Bar- this guy's throwing it down like Primo. Who? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. The Vince Carter team. Oh yeah. yeah cool. Right, I can, right, right. I, you know what I've, you know, just from bringing it up, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. And as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to read all that shit all over again. All the, the burner <laughs> blowups and all that. Cause man, what a story. One of the best stories to come out of the NBA's in the last like 20 years. Uh, of course, Steven Jackson's wedding is going to be really high on there. Too. <laughs> that but, was pretty uh, good. Yeah. Just, Oh, cause you know, executives, Across all sports, they've all got their burners. 
on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're all in there. But this guy gets caught dead to rights. <laughs> and then it's just the shit he was saying, and he loses his job over. It's just it's great, man. It's 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 amazing. So wasn't was his wife involved in it too? Yeah, she was. I think yeah. that's how it all went crumbling down because there were some mutual follows and stuff from the wife, and she's, I believe, how they traced it all back to him. Man. Fuck, man. It's good. It's that's so good. I love that story. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read I, it to my kids at bedtime. And I would then love to one see of the burners. <laughs> Joel Embiid's fake injuries, and oh, <laughs> I would love to see like a like a Netflix doc on everything Philadelphia, like the pro- all the, the process 70s years is just the so entire process. Even all this drama, like we're not done yes. here. If this thing ends in a title this year or next year or whatever. Then start this the is documentary. Just, you have a good eight nine years of stuff you can draw from for this thing and holy shit because even when they got rid of hinky that was super controversial yeah. because and then he has to watch his plan kind of work and then yeah it's nuts but i'm very much looking forward to today's game uh the 76ers are going to beat the absolute shit out of the atlanta hawks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep please 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 Yo, you thought Trey Young was still good? He still ain't good at Dyke, man. He's smoking on that Boston pack tonight, you heard? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Please. How did that sound effect there? Okay. Yep. Uh, talk about the uh, talk about the West for a little bit, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you guys catch the jazz? <laughs> the, baby. The, I want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. I know they won last yeah. night, but you can't talk about that laughing. This is great. <laughs> Giggling to yourself. Let's talk you guys, about the Lakers. You guys see Russ Westbrook throwing up the behind the backboard shot that just went up in the air and they just came right back down. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> but also- I will say that he had a really nice behind the back pass to a streaking LeBron James for the for the jam. That was really nice. And I was like, ooh, maybe it will work here. Um, but then, of course, the the other Westbrook moments were like, hmm, maybe not. <laughs> There's another one where they shot it off, like it went off the top of the backboard. And then it cycled. They got the rebound and it cycled out to uh, LeBron with like two on the clock or whatever. And then he hit a fucking three-pointer from the logo. Yeah. Like, yep. Damn. Oh, that's, and, that, and that's the Lakers right there. They're going to fuck up a bunch, but at any but given moment, LeBron. LeBron can just drop one from the logo and they're <laughs> like back in those games. Like they're not going to get, I don't feel they're going to get like really blown out a lot this year. I love them losing, of course, but mm-hmm. uh, it's comical. Thing... They they win and it's comical. Sorry, Sean. Go they ahead. do. Yeah. So, okay. So, like LeBron up to typical LeBron antics gets fouled hard under the rim. And no call, right? And he's used to getting, well, let's face it, he's used to getting all of those calls, right? Mm-hmm. So gets fouled. He's he's up in arms. Uh, he goes right, <laughs> right out there and just bear hugs his check the next time. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly who he bear hugged now. I'm trying to recall. But um, goes and bear hugs him and gets the call. <laughs> and I was like, Man, like this is such like such a LeBron thing to do is like I didn't get the one call, so now I'm just gonna act out like yeah. right away. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> your it's your a, whole career has been getting those calls. Like I don't know, entire, man. Maybe this, just this, let that one go. This Lakers season is going to be a movie. It's oh. going to be one just big giant continuous movie. Uh my favorite moment of the game was right at the end. Dwight Howard nailing a big wide open three. 
Oh said, my god! Just to put it out of reach, like <laughs> yes. You know, watching Carmelo Anthony and Russell Westbrook, and the, you know the guys fighting on the bench. One minute they love each other, the next minute they hate each other. LeBron James arguing with every single call that he doesn't get. Would have been an amazing team in 2007, man. Like it's this true. team would have been unreal in 2007. Yeah. I, I, you know what it reminds me of is remember when the Lakers went and they did like Kobe, Dwight Howard, Steve Nash. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were like trying to build like the big the big three out in L.A. And it was like, but did you stop and think about whether those guys like they? jive together like you just yeah. went and got like three big names like because it's not like baseball where you just you know it's all individual just load up right yeah you just load up get your best players and they're not really going to play with each other or whatever it's not like oh they don't have really good chemistry so the throw from second base to first base is always off because they just they're not good at <laughs> throwing to each other much. that's just yeah. how it is yeah oh they can't communicate well in the outfield they're constantly <laughs> stepping over each other in the outfield. no baseball is you get your individuals you plug them in but every other sport you know, hockey, I'd say maybe basketball more so than anything. It's all about that chemistry and how guys work together. And how many pairs have you seen them put James Harden with where it just hasn't worked? A couple yeah. times with Westbrook, no, it doesn't work. Like, you know, you can't just piecemeal throw together five excellent players and think, okay, cool, we're going to run away with a title this year. It's It's over. And that Lakers team was, you know, very indicative of that. It reminds me, like you saying that reminds me of the OKC days where they were superstar studded. Yes. Right? Like the KD, Harden, Westbrook, Abaka, like they were loaded, right? Um, and they didn't do anything, right? Like they didn't win anything. They, they ended up, nobody's there anymore, right? Over the time, Seattle they blew up. Yeah. That was the, yep. you stole our team. Now you're cursed. Yep. Good. <laughs> the, Fuck you. The Sonics, <laughs> Sonics curse. Uh, so yeah, are I don't we, know. Are like, we worried about the Lakers at all? Uh, like them being good? Well, like I mean, we or know them it's being not, bad. It's, we know it's the regular season doesn't matter for them, right? They, they're making yeah, they're just gonna get in and like then they'll turn it to they're gonna lobby. Year. They're gonna lobby for a spot, and that's basically it. Like I think they're gonna try to get home court advantage, so they're just kind of eyeing up getting good to luck. The top four, and that's it. But I don't mm. see them even doing that. I don't see them getting to the top four. But I think that's what they're pushing for, right? They're not pushing to own the West. They're pushing to try to get home court advantage. And then from there, they don't care. Yeah. And then, like, I've been surprised by uh, Mello a lot this mm-hmm. year. He's been playing really well. Um, he had Westbrook that renaissance happen in Portland. Mm. And yeah, I was he like, did. This he did is play the beginning well of Mello actually showcasing that he still got it. Yeah. And now he's, he's continuing that in LA. I like it. Well, and then also to a realization that I'm not a starting star. I'm a bench player. Because yeah. I'm gonna come off and You're do a 20, support player 20, now. Yeah, I'm gonna come off and do twenty to twenty five minutes against secondary pieces and I'm still gonna be able to ball. Yep. Yeah, because the the West is still just a big log jam and you know, the one team I think that's been rising above the rest of them has been the the Warriors. Which the Warriors, I mean, we talk about it's early in the season, but you look at some of the way teams are playing and you think about like how sustainable some of that is, right? The Wizards, they're not going to keep running their hot streak. The Wizards are going to run into some trouble, of course. Um, but Warriors but uh, are the Warriors are one of those four win teams right now. It's like, oh, that's this is going to probably stay this way 
for a good chunk of this season, and they're not going to look back. There's not going to be a lot of slumps or struggles there, I don't think. But the rest in the West, you got like, yeah, the Timberwolves at three and one, the Mavs three and two, the Kings at three and two, Blazers at three and two, Grizzlies at three and two, Nuggets at three and two. Like, it's yeah. a big log jam in the middle. But there's also a lot of teams with only one win that are they're struggling. Surprising. Yeah. The Suns, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Clippers, the Spurs, and the Pelicans. Now, no, or sorry, the Cassowary. No surprise for some of those, but seeing the Suns and the Clippers with only it's one weird. win this part is is really really weird at this. And point. and Paul George had to ball out on Friday night to even get that one win. Yeah. No, no, the Clippers lost last night, but he balled out and they still lost. Yeah. So, yep. so I, I'm not. Yep. I'm not too worried about the Suns. I think the Suns are going to turn it around. I think they had. Um, a little bit of a an interesting beginning to the season, just kind of with the the incidents that are happening right now um, in Phoenix. Yeah, and and I think there was a little bit of uh, drama too. With uh, I know Aiden is due a contract, and there's kind of confusion mm-hmm. on whether they want to give him a big contract or or maybe wait it out and see. But the yeah, other, I mean, get to the finals last year and he played fantastic. Give them yeah, a contract, pay them. I know, and they they paid they paid Paul or they paid CP3. So. Yeah, if you're going to pay CP3, you pay you pay Aiden. That's Houston, that's my mind. Houston, OKC, San Antonio, the Castlewater—they're all going to be down be at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. there's no surprise um, there. Yeah, one one team that is a bit of a surprise, and the reason they are such a surprise is John Morant has been going off this oh, year. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Tied for for the most points per game. Was it 30, thirty? Averaging thirty. Thirty point four. 5.4 rebounds a game and 7.8 assists per game. Ridiculous. Like and I, I, when he came into the league, there was a lot of hype around him and he kind of just kind of fell off. Okay. He's in Memphis. Nobody cares. Yep. And he's showing up this year. So, okay. So I'm going to get, I'm going <laughs> to go, go off into no, no, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. John. <laughs> Memphis will, is, we, will, we, will tether you. we will tether you. We will tether you. Perfect. For an hour. You, or just so, just so. draw me back after. <laughs> that's right. Back into reality. I'm wearing my Grizzlies hat. Memphis is struggling as a market really badly. And I've, there's a lot of rumblings here and there that, they are looking at a potential relocation for Memphis. Quiet rumblings, but there are rumblings. Okay. Bring them back to Vancouver, man. Bring the Grizz back. You've (laughs) already got the market interest. This is giving them back their team, righting a wrong. You've got the superstar in in Jay Morant, who's going to, like, man, I want a Morant Vancouver Grizzlies Jersey the that's proper like one. genuinely their, a Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. Throwback nonsense. Yeah, like yeah, like that they just were too what too lazy to pull Vancouver he'd, off he'd, of. Oh, like how dare such, you? He'd be such a star in this town. People would fucking love him. And then all of a sudden we've got a bunch of other basketball podcasts we'd have to compete against. But we're the OGs that we're we know. OG. We right. brought him back. We that's did right. it. So here's the thing: is they'll expand, right? They're going to expand you think in a couple gonna of years. Expand? I do. I, I think, think they're going to. I think they're going to go to thirty-two teams, and it's not because thirty-two is the new thirty. But here's the thing: <sighs> is yeah, that's that's they'll go to million dollars. But of those two new teams, it's not going to be like Vancouver. They'll go Vegas and they'll go Seattle. 
I was, Most yeah, I was likely. Say Vegas, Vegas will 100% get a basketball team because sports is proving that it can work in that market and, and work thrive. really, really well and be yeah. supported. So Vegas will 1,000% be one of the expansion teams. And even though I want Vancouver Seattle to get its team to back, it'll be Seattle, right? The, the new arena and everything. Yeah, yeah sure. The, but but that's expansion. Rival to Portland. Yes, all of that. That's yeah. expansion, and I think the only way the Grizzlies could like kind of sneak through there is if possibly they get a relocation. Because I would probably would think they'd rather expand to Seattle and Vegas, and then just relocate to Vancouver. If David Stern was still yeah. running the NBA, I think the likelihood of a team going back to Vancouver would be a lot higher because that was one yeah. of famously his biggest his regrets. Big uh, from his time running the league is pulling the plug too early on Vancouver. I think Adam Silver said some positive comments about, you know, Vancouver coming back at some point in the future, maybe or like looking at Vancouver as a market, but who knows how serious he is, but the next two teams will be Vegas and Seattle, and they'd probably want them to come in together. Uh, but there've been rumblings for years about like, Oh, there was the Pacers were struggling mm -hmm. and the Pacers were going to possibly relocate to Vancouver. That's, that that's royalty in the NBA though. Pacers like, are never yeah. leaving indiana yeah that's that's like, like yeah. if the detroit red wings started to struggle you yeah, know like it, it, well, yeah, nobody's they'll swoop in and they'll save that's a, that's a legacy franchise and stuff yeah so, yeah i i would agree with with bowman on the vegas and the seattle expansion yeah. just because they have the facilities in place they have brand new arenas they're state of the art like state of the art, state um, of the art. Yep. yeah i think it would have to go with a relocation Something that I kind of wrote down when he was when he was talking about it is, do you think maybe the increase in market value that the Toronto Raptors have seen in the last ten years will kind of make the NBA go, okay, this is a pretty viable market. Not only is it a a local market, but it's a country, and we're late. We're literally getting half of of a country's market. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe add on to the the Sportsnet and TSN deals that they already have kind of work through something like that i mean i, I think there's a couple things that help uh, that i think does help the fact that like when when the raptors went on their run in 2019 and won there was like there was fans coast to coast on the raptors wagon imagine if you had a second team to capitalize on that more full-time right i think that you would i think basketball out on the west coast here is huge it's a untapped market as far as I'm concerned, because we don't even have the Sonics. <laughs> and like that, like I remember growing up, we played basketball more than we played hockey even. You know, like I played, I played hockey was kind of my secondary sport playing wise. Um, I played basketball way more and I loved like that was kind of a, a hand in hand love for me growing up. I know that's not probably the norm for Canada, but. Like there's there's a huge market here. And I think if the Grizzlies came back and we've seen it, right? Like the Raptors have played in Vancouver and like they've talked to players and they're like, what do you think of playing here? And they're like, this is absolutely an NBA market. It's just there's no team here. But let's flash back to what we were talking about earlier in the show. And that's the unattractiveness of Canada as a free agent market. And yeah. now you're doubling down with that problem. So now there's two teams in Canada that aren't really. Now, I feel like I don't know why, but I feel like Vancouver would be more 
um, desirable to play in than Toronto. Uh, it's it's prettier. It's prettier. It's prettier. It's nicer and stuff. And, you know, but also keep in mind the NBA season runs through the fucking grimmest months of the year here. So a lot of rain and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see it happen. I know there's other teams. There's actually an article published, uh, looks like on the 20th of October. I'm looking at right now of like 10 possible expansion cities, uh, Louisville, Kentucky in the mix. Uh, Montreal apparently is putting together a group to seek an NBA expansion, which I don't think that would ever work. No, uh, St. Louis, Mexico city, Nashville, Kansas city, which is another one I've heard bandied about for like several years is Kansas city possibly for being hockey. one. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah. Same for hockey. Yeah. Same for hockey. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see, but yeah, on this, in this article or whatever, I don't even think Vancouver is even, I, I can see mentioned. Mexico city being the next like jump out of the, us one mexico like i can city is in no 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 like new mexico i don't know no mexico mexico. City, mexico. Oh, mexico, no, mexico city mexico mexico city is in mexico yeah yeah no i know that's i thought their... he meant new... i thought he meant new mexico no 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 state. like that's Sorry. the <laughs> legitimately mexico city yeah like, they would put I... really a team in mexico you got to think mexico city has the same population as canada does yeah i, I... um I'm very aware, and they played regular season games in Mexico City. Have they not? I I cover soccer. I'm very aware of the the. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like the market is huge. It's huge. Yeah, Um, but like the the travel and like some of the problems they would have to deal with fans. Problem is the Mexican border and fans in Mexico, and 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 travel too. Yeah, and because then you're you're adding another visa as well. You're adding work visas. I mean, you do have work United visas. States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's so limited. And you know, with a whole other country. Yeah, but you see it in every sport when a team gets, say, I got Zach McEwen missed a couple games with the Philadelphia Flyers because he had to deal with a work visa, right? And yep. you see right. it when players go from the States to Canada. Sometimes they have Ali Adnan for the Vancouver Whitecaps couldn't get a work visa for the Whitecaps and they ended up I having to move play. on from them, right? Yep. Because he was an Iraqi citizen. So how hard is it going to be maybe for some of the players to get a a Mexican visa or or deal with that? So I don't don't think Mexico City is going to be high up on the list, but maybe down the line. So just digging through here, uh, just looking into relocation as well. uh, Looks like there's a team in the NBA that's been struggling for fans, struggling struggling, uh, in the standings for years. Uh, yeah, and they're only they only have their lease um, to the arena through 2024. And yes, it is the New Orleans Cassowary. So they've got yeah, I mean, two more years left there with their lease, and things are not uh, great. And that you know, we've I've been talking about Zion leaving uh, New Orleans for pretty much the entire history of the show. What and if the Cassowary just straight up leave? Death <laughs> yeah, <nail>. yeah. <laughs> just death knell if he's like, okay, fuck it, I'm out. All you have left are your Anthony Davis and Zion draft picks. And all right, cool. See ya. Yeah. Which, you know what, is a would be a brutal start for a new market like Vancouver, right? Like if you didn't have Zion, you yeah. had just like, it would be Grizzlies 2.0 completely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, as we've talked about a couple times now, the development being so key and important in um, what canadian markets would have to do like toronto does um you would have a boatload of draft picks and a great way to start out that way so i mean there's that i just i don't know like it's it's tough right 
I'd be sad to see them leave New Orleans um, on one hand. One, because their arena is called Smoothie King Arena, and that's just awesome. (laughs) 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 Two, because I love those NOLA jerseys. But um, yeah, like if they if they came to Vancouver, I'd obviously be thrilled no matter what. But I think Memphis would be the move. Undo the wrong. Bring uh, bring Ja Morant to uh, to Vancouver. Yeah, because the I think they weren't even I wouldn't say seriously considering expanding or anything. Everything was going great, but then mm-hmm. COVID hit, and yeah. the pandemic hit the NBA like pretty hard. So if you want to start, you know, lining your pockets and generating more money, yeah, one billion dollar expansion fee <laughs> is probably a really good way to uh, to do that. So apparently, in 2022 uh, is the next time that it'll be coming up for a vote. Uh, and it looks like, yeah, Seattle and Vegas are pretty much the front runners and stuff there. But then what you could see is one of those teams, those markets that doesn't get a team could then sweep through and based on timelines, uh, acquire the uh, the cassowary. So if, say, like Louisville, Kentucky, Kansas City, you know, they miss out on the expansion. They're like, OK, well, fuck. Um, let's go and let's just get the uh, the cassowary and that will be our team because that, that really- rings. Yeah, Kansas City cassowary. Kansas City Cassowary. What if they actually, like we joke, what if they actually change the name to the Cassowary and we were just these Nostradamus (laughs) boys calling this shit for years? We told you. We told you. If if a team purchases them, we have to immediately start like a huge petition to get the Cassowary name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have to have it. Yeah. We need a Cassowary team. Yes, it's a, a real dangerous bird. Dangerous bird. So just to cite this article, uh, so all that assumes Gail Benson, uh, the um, current owner of the Pelicans, Cassowary, sells the team, which as of now is not on the table. It's pure speculation. Her late husband, Tom Benson, stepped up and bought the team to keep it in New Orleans and saw that being a civic duty as much as a financial investment. Some around the league have doubted Gail Benson has the same commitment to the NBA franchise, but she has never said or done anything that would suggest she is ready to sell the team. So... But how, like, these these mega-rich people, right? Like, these are their sports cars. We all know that. Yeah. Right? Like, these are their these are their play toys. Just their but, fantasy basketball teams. It, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Because you have some so, owners who are, like, they bleed this shit. Like, Jerry Jones yeah. and the Cowboys. Like, without the Cowboys, he has no fucking identity. And, like, as a, as a person, like, that validates yeah. him. And, like, he'll never leave. But, yeah, you have... These other folks who, yeah, just kind of picking up. That's how they the Sonics wound up in OKC in the first place. Yeah. Right? Like just yeah, billionaires playing and all that stuff and just playing with their playing with their toys. And then they're like, you know what? This isn't I'm losing money yeah, pretty losing big money. here. I'm and not particularly interested. And... You know, if if the the motive for your purchase was to keep it local, right? Like that to me sounds like somebody bought like a mom and pops diner and was like this this thing needs to stay alive like this is a heritage thing yeah you know like you do see it with some sports franchises though right like that they i mean arizona they're bleeding money right now i mean you see it but i also see them moving yeah you know people joke about it already calling them the houston Houston, yeah yeah. blake price just calls them houston coyotes (laughs) yeah Yeah, like they're they're gonna be in houston they will at some point you just know it you know they're gonna be in houston back when you used to write for the province wherever you call them the seattle coyotes all the time yeah. Thinking that they just relocate to Seattle. <laughs> Seattle would expand. But like, yeah, the Seattle Coyotes. It's going to happen. Yeah. 
Look at that. Look at you guys. Look at you being ahead of like changing names before it was even cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I just, I, I put, want to put that out in the, the universe that there is a slim path to Vancouver getting the Grizzlies back. It would have to be through relocation. I think yep. we're all agreed on that. Like, yep. There's nobody stepping up to pay a billion dollar franchise fee. Who, yeah, that's a, who here like, is going to be at yeah, Jim Patterson? Patterson, get off your ass. Get us a yeah. basketball team back. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy P, let's go. Yeah. Um, you just know that it's going to be through Francesco and the Aquilinis. Like, oh. that's going to be how a team Man. arrives here. Like, because the, he's got the arena, he's got the Warriors, he's got the Canucks. Like, it, it I don't know. You what's just know fucking, that all the, sports goes through the Aquilinis. Is it the Gorillas? What's the esports team? Titans. That's the one there. Yeah, I mean, dope logo though. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, I, all sports runs through the Aquilinis here in Vancouver, uh, whether we like it or not. And they're struggling with the Canucks, right, financially and stuff. So I don't think so they're going to take Francesco, on another. From I've been told, Francesco has at least inquired on an NBA franchise, um, at the very least. I don't know much. Well, yeah, I wouldn't that, be doing his due diligence well, if he hasn't should be inquiring every year. NBA's always been weird with that sort of shit. Look at the revolving door around the Charlotte franchise. Oh, and like New Orleans. Like, okay, we're the we lost it to the New Orleans now the New Orleans Hornets. They've got our team. All right, now you're the Bobcats. Charlotte Bobcats. Let's do yeah. it. Adam Morrison, let's go with your shit mustache. <laughs> Okay, fine. All right. Well now the New Orleans they're gonna do this and we're gonna take the Hornets back and all this like it's just fucking weird. I was so okay. pumped for Adam Morrison coming out of Gonzaga. I was like, yes, <laughs> like, let's go, Bobcats. <laughs> Shit mustache. I will. Okay, I've got to ask you guys this. In the event that Vancouver does get a relocated team and it's not the Grizzlies, right? Say it's not the Grizzlies where you can just immediately just keep the name, which would be the obvious play. Yeah. What, what are they named? Do Task you? Wars. Do you push to get Grizzlies back, or are you like? There's not know. enough legacy to justify that, because that's not just like okay, we have to re not rebrand, but we have to like brand the Vancouver Grizzlies again, and then what the hell is Memphis going to do? Because Charlotte like Memphis has least... been the Grizzlies longer than the Vancouver than Vancouver has. Yeah, that's true. So they have more like claim to it than that. It's not like if like Utah got another team or like New Orleans when New Orleans came in when they had the you know the Hornets or whatever. It's not like they were like, hey Utah. Uh, we want our jazz name back because we okay. do jazz here. You don't do jazz in Utah. How about the Utah Mormons? The Utah Multiple Wives. How about that? The Utah Slopes. That's what you can be. So as far as like claiming a name back, there is no name that should be more so that teams than New Orleans going, hey, we want the jazz back. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the Lakers... Let's go back to Minnesota. That's fine. But um, yeah, because this is weird. The NBA was because like, oh, you yeah, have there's... no legs. You have no legs. Can we, can we <laughs> spend one episode going over like the names of the NBA franchises and how dumb some sense. of them are? Yeah, yeah like so some we need of to rearrange them. them. Yeah. Yeah. So there's are not there established. Grizzlies? Yeah, there's not an established history. No Grizzlies of... in Tennessee. I was gonna say, no. are there Grizzlies no in Memphis? No, yeah. probably not. No. It doesn't fucking matter. That Memphis, they Tennessee? They Absolutely not. They should have changed. I don't know why they don't just change the name when they relook. That's just the fucking weirdest thing. Yeah. It's not like yeah. the Grizzlies they have this long-standing legacy. Like, yeah, there's no fucking Grizzlies in Memphis. So name it something else. It, make it cool. The make Memphis it your Blues. city. Like what Seattle did. Mm -hmm. I, like, yes. I like what Seattle did. With yep. the Kraken. They're brand like new thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
not the metropolitans well, or whatever yeah 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 gentlemen you want to get into performance issues sure before we wrap things up oh yeah perfect all right gentlemen let's get to the next segment this this girl five feet nothing block my shot when did you first start having this dream it wasn't a dream it really happened maybe that's why you can't sleep at night and it climbed up my back and into my brain but are you having performance are there any other areas besides basketball where you find yourself yeah unable to perform yeah yeah no i'm just asking an obsession a burning desire i've been mri ekg Okay, well, I will start because my performance issue this week goes to myself. As I, I, <laughs> well, I have, I have you written down here too. For oh, me, okay. But, uh, <laughs> why do you think your performance? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll explain why I thought I was. So I meant to reach out to the Adelaide United Zoo to get an update on Jeffrey and Martina for us for this episode, but not realizing the time changes and it's like the future for them. Didn't get it done in time. So I don't have an update and an ad clip on the Adelaide United Zoo because it's just getting tourist season for them now. Things are opening up in Australia. All like um, the lockdowns are starting to end in like um, Sydney and like Melbourne and all that stuff. So they're they're now starting to able to, to go and travel a bit more. So hopefully for next week, I've got a nice little ad read and uh, an update on Jeffrey and Martina. So my we performance got- issues go to me. Yeah, do we have any updates? Is anybody biting on the uh, on the Vazzy, the Van Slam Adelaide Zoo Invitational, the uh, the wins? Ooh. Oh yeah, we got all, all. I'm, I'm down. With all, if we get if we get six people, so us and three more, we can do five teams each for That's this season. That's okay, so fine. I'm good with that. All I need is six. Like we with football, we, we do s- eight eight franchises of four with the nhl for um trust the process we've got three or ten franchises of three teams so yeah if we can just do six people so three more people to do this we can have a little draft the vazzy the van slam adelaide zoo invitational um and yeah that'd be great and everyone's fighting over the hornets i got i got a couple i got a couple people i think who i know would would want to do that yeah i think there was a couple people that had commented because i saw you throw it out there um yeah. so we just got to follow up see how many there are and then we just go <laughs> i think there was like one maybe two so one of them was me the other was probably adam adam if you're listening yeah sign up. Oh, he'll do it. Cool. oh yeah he'll do it yeah adam will um, be in my performance issues and i'm delighted just overjoyed <laughs> to give this uh to uh james harden yeah. uh what a what a little bitch uh, so James Harden obviously has uh, hit a huge, huge slump to start the season. His offensive output is nowhere near what it was. And what could that possibly be because of? Huh, let's see. Oh, I know. They got rid of the bullshit rule where he's launching himself into people and shooting <laughs> a billion free throws every single game. Hey, you know who isn't? And who else is struggling with that? Trey Young. Mm-hmm. You know who isn't? Oakley, too. Steph Curry. A real shooter. Uh, yeah, you're seeing the you know the cream rise to the top here. So uh, yeah, and Harden talking about how he's being targeted with this rule, crying and bitching and moaning, and then this asshole goes to the line fucking like 19 times. 
um, in that last game against the uh, Pacers yesterday. I'm trying to look and see what, how much he finished. He finished with like 29 points, the vast majority of them coming from the free throw line. So he's bitching and complaining. And yeah, so they got him back to the free throw line. And hey, look at that. His free throws or his points are way, way up as opposed to every other game where he's just flat out sucking because he can't adjust to the fact that he can't do this bullshit jumping into people anymore. So my performance issues are from a very positive standpoint because I'm absolutely loving the struggles, but uh, it goes to James Harden. Fuck that guy. I, I love that the NBA made that change. It is a very good change. Yes, um, that's that's such a good point by Bowman about how the real shooters, like I, I mentioned oh it last yeah. week, just watching, that's how Steph shoots. It's Steph. not going to affect him. He doesn't care if you get in his way. He's still going to make the bucket. Yeah. Some of these other guys were doing it to just draw a foul. Get yep. the garbage out of the game. Thank you. Uh, my performance issues go to the Phoenix Suns um, because this, after making the finals and being a great story, um, one and three start is bad. Like that's a brutal way to start. And I know there's some issues there. Like I, I think that they're just, uh, to me, there's one word and it's discombobulated, right? Like they're just, they're discombobulated right now. Uh, they'll figure it out, but my performance issues go to them because they're way too good of a team to be, you know, with the likes of uh, OKC and, and the, the cassowary and the rockets, you know, like they don't have talent there. It's not going to last forever. (laughs) They don't, they don't belong down there. So that's my performance issues. It goes to them. Perfect. Okay. Well, we got a couple questions from Twitter to wrap it up. Bowman, I don't know how you guys get so many on, on trust the process, but again, I don't know how we'd be able to spend 45 to 50 minutes answering all the questions. They're all my burners, man. (laughs) See, Get them going and asking us questions too. We need some birders. Get, your Get Colangelo on the phone. Colangelo, <laughs> <laughs> Galang- like- we need 18 questions from birders. It's going to be like question from the unnamed sports show, question from the Van Slam, question from like Area 51 Network, question yeah. from Point Shot, question from Trust the Process. At the movies, the movies later, Henry Reed. Uh, what else? Yeah, trust the process. Uh, uh, yeah. Eugene Malnick's burner. What's this? New wrestling. And with then the there's question. All, yeah, yeah there's, uh, the nation uh, wrestle nation podcast has a question, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's still I I've never there's a burner idea that I had that I've never done yet, but I'm going Ooh. to, and I'm very very. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. You know the one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah I, I haven't yeah. done it yet. Yes, and if you start seeing those. it, you're gonna know that is 100% Bowman out there doing it. But yeah. I'm excited. One day. One day. Be like I, I didn't release that. that part into the <laughs> yeah. uh, into the episode that we talked about. It. Good, but, good, okay. good. Yeah. We did get a couple. One from Adam Kurzenblatt, who we just mentioned from the Third Line podcast. The question better be, hey, do you guys do like an NBA wins pool or anything that I can join? <laughs> oh, my I'm God. eager and antsy to join. Uh, actually, it's, it's a pretty good question. Who is your starting five in a Marvel versus DC game? You can choose heroes or villains. Also, who wins and who takes home game MVP. Okay. I think that I'm going to need a little bit of time on this one. Yeah, let's That's put our teams one. together next. Uh, yes. So heroes or villains. Mm-hmm. Can I we, like... Can there I don't be specific think it has forms to be, of heroes and villains? Because there's I was specific say, forms. I think it should just be either, you know, Marvel versus DC. 
Okay. Take your five. So if you want to throw a he- heroes and villains on your team, that's fine. But can you okay. put like um, Infinity Ultron, for example, or Miles Morales Spider Man? Like, can you? How specific are I'm we going? going with here? Like, I'm going with like base level shit. So yeah. I'm not going yeah, yeah. Infinity Ultron. So I'm like going Spider-Man, with the, the standard Ultron, standard Ultron. Spider-Man. Right? It's okay. not like oh, I'm choosing Hulk, but he's got the Infinity Gauntlet and he's smart, so he'll just snap and he'll <laughs> it's just Red Hulk. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, like Red Hulk, that's cool. You can get into the specifics or whatever. Or like if you want to keep it just very layman so anybody who's listening doesn't need to know the ins and outs of, okay, well, doesn't I'm going with up, like... Agent Venom, which was Flash Thompson. When he got out of the military, he got the Venom symbiote. <laughs> like it should be something you have to spend the majority of the episode describing why that yeah. person could be a great perimeter defender. Fair enough. Okay, and, so... we'll, and we will prioritize like – um cinematic universes should we do that but you want to show the the movie do you want to do like mcu versus dcu yeah more or less so we'll just stick it to the movies then because we could do that because that might be easier that's 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 fine because otherwise all right well moon knight uh is pretty good and there's actually (laughs) one of the green lanterns is actually a planet how are you going to defend against a planet so boom mo Uh, goes in yeah no Oh jeez, what's that? What's the alien from DC? Um, oh, I for, always forget Lobo? his name. Maybe Lobo. Um, and then there's two that the the magician, the chick magician, Satana. Satana. Yeah, yeah, she's she's pretty badass. It's fucking magic from three. Yeah, she plays for Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. Adam, we will get we will get you your answers for that into next week. Suggs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do small work. What a what a play. Suggs out kicks it out to Satana for three. <laughs> I guess she hit it. She does a bunch of a bunch of light went flying out of her hand. Okay, cool. She cast a spell. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the the, the, the score clock is going bonkers. The bucket uh, song. Oh ho ho! It's magic. magic. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a great one to end off the episode from Becca at the hey. Chubeca. What is the best meal? Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? And she votes breakfast. 100% it's breakfast. I never feel like eating in the morning, so I rarely ever eat breakfast. But breakfast foods are just far Anytime. superior to anything all the way throughout. The versatility of an egg? You could do like yeah, 15 things enough. with just eggs. And then also... No other meal, and I'm including dinner and lunch, does you does more with potatoes than you can with breakfast. Uh, a little bit of hash browns, maybe the solid hash brown patties, maybe the little tiny cubes. Potatoes dominate breakfast as well. Cereal. Potato boom. pancakes. Pancakes. Um, waffles. Crepes. Yep. I'm also going breakfast. And, I'll and you can go why. savory or sweet. And it all because works. you can have breakfast for every other meal. You can't have lunch for breakfast. Like you can't wake up and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a soup and sandwich," or like, "Oh, yeah, that's weird." Eight o'clock in the morning, time to make some. I will push back on dinner for breakfast because pizza and stuff is cold. Is okay, cold. That's awesome a, that's different. That's a hangover. Leftovers I, are I drank great. too much last night. And yeah, yeah cold Chinese not, food. Yeah. It's not like I'm waking up at like eight thirty. Okay, cool. Let's get for work, and uh, yeah, let's get a nice burger in me at like 9 30 or whatever <laughs> yeah like there's a reason you go to mcdonald's you can't get a fucking big mac before like yeah. 10 30s because they've got standards in class but then okay. you have breakfast all day at those places because, because breakfast, breakfast is, is superior because breakfast is, is you know what i'm i'm i wasn't sure if i was fully on board uh with you guys but i'm, I'm fully converted i'm convinced breakfast okay. is superior 
Bowman, you mentioned potatoes for breakfast. What I love to do is you make baked potatoes and you put them in your fridge. So then the next day you cut them into thin slices mm -hmm. and you fry them in a frying pan mm. in like the, your olive oil or a little butter. So you get like little thin pancake patty or like little thin potato patties. So mm. good. Mm. I really like, um, we call them half baked potatoes, but you cut the potatoes in half. You score them, oh, yeah. and then you do like the seasoning, salt, and and stuff, and then you put them face down on a baking sheet and bake them, and they come out like crispy on the bottom, soft in the middle. You asked me to pick one food for the rest of my life. It's potatoes. The versatility so of versatile, it is incredible. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's great. Do anything with a potato. You could spiralize and make pasta. Spiralize it, put it on a stick, and now you've got like seasoning all the way through. And in a you pinch, you can do you fries. Can just grab you it do... and just eat it like it's a hand fruit. I've actually just... seen. <laughs> I've <laughs> actually seen <laughs> farmers that's do that's that. That's what I do on the court next week. As I'm before I'm warming up, I'm just going to dig into my bag and a grab potato. a fucking potato and just eat it like it's an apple. Go it's straight, rock potato. <laughs> but the, um, it's like an old one with I eyes all over it. I like... run on potatoes. Because remember Iron Chef? Iron Chef and that guy would. He grabbed the onion and he'd just take a big giant bite of the onion and he'd like, oh. looks so happy about it. I've seen I've seen a farmer grab a potato and just take a bite out of it, a raw potato, and be like, Yep, that's a good one. Okay, I, have a I have a follow-up question on this breakfast biz. So okay. are we in agreement that like if you're looking at as far as like food families, it's like crepes? Pancakes, waffles, <laughs> French crisp, toast, like is in blood and crips, and I was like, oh yeah, the gang, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So crepes, yeah, right. So like, kind of the like the flour, milk, egg based breakfasts, yeah. Which is what's your number one? Like waffles, French toast, pancakes, crepes. Pancakes. Okay. Oh, out of those ones, yeah. Um, pancakes. probably pancakes because you can do them as thin. You can if you like, you can just go over crepe, but if you want to do them really thick, or you can add stuff to them. I, think I, was, it I respect versatile. waffles. I, re I have respect rest, for waffles. Waffles is my number one. Yeah, I figured it would be. Yeah. Um, See, now, like, if I go out to somewhere yeah, and if I, if I have a choice guy. between pancakes or waffles, I'll order waffles if I'm going up. At do home, I'll make pancakes. Do you think it's because you don't trust pancakes being made somewhere else, but, like, a waffle is easy because you just put it in the fucking press? No, I don't think I, I, I don't have a waffle maker at home, and I don't do you know have an ability to make waffles at home. Do you know what's funny? I actually prefer to make waffles, like, homemade waffles over restaurant waffles but i will trust a pancake outside you know yep. like if i'm at a restaurant i will order pancakes but if i have the option of both like the batter's made i've got the waffle maker i've got the frying pan i will lean waffles um i don't like belgian waffles that's my thing is i don't yeah. really like belgian you, you waffles just, you just hate belgians so just that's more general, so yeah suck. like i remember once trying to this talk to you about ban from belgium I remember, I remember as once, well oh shit we've added to the ban list <laughs> i remember once trying to talk to you about jean-claude van damme you're like nope not interested nope. oh but sean the blood sport is like no i hate that guy it's yeah. because he's belgian and i hate all things belgian people or foods it was a JCVD weird conversation it was like gtfo yeah, that's my that's, saying there it is <laughs> No, if there's two things in this world that I can't stand for, Sean, it's people who are intolerant of other people's races and Belgium. Yeah! <laughs> well, the We're on the same page. Boom. Get the Dutch hate out of ya. <laughs> they do make a hell of a spa, though. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, I find that the Belgian waffles are too deep. 
I like kind of a shallower, like you know the little square holds waffles. That's that's the that's the jam right there. They're crisp, a little bit crispier, um, and uh, you the can kind of spread stuff on them better. Pockets. You got to get the little pockets yeah. so the syrup goes over it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, come on. They don't sit on the ridges. It does. Nothing sits on the ridges. So then you just end up with these pools all over your. Uh, no. I irrigate Tongue. my pancake stacks. By stabbing oh. them with a knife so that when I'm pouring syrup on the top of them, it's going to flow layers? down through all the layers. I, and Ooh. also, you get to stab something. Touche. Nice. I like that. Beautiful gentlemen, well, let's wrap it up on that one. Thank you for tuning into the Van Slam podcast. Vancouver's only, to our knowledge, NBA podcast. For Sean Warren and Jay Bowman, I have been Joshua Griffith, and this has been a presentation of the Area 51 Sports Network. Check out all the variety of podcasts that the Area 51 Network provides, including Point Shot Hockey with your very own Sean Warren, Cap Space Wins Cups, a hockey and F1 podcast, and Avid Discussers podcast. You can get more of Bowman and his 76ers takes on the sixth best Canucks podcast, but the first best 76ers Canucks movies, wrestling, and pop culture podcast. Trust the process with Wyatt the Stanchion Art, a presentation of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you're a movie fan, make sure to check out At The Movies 10 Years Later, as Bowman and J9 break down the movies that dominated the box office 10 years later. Chances are you can't get enough of Bowman, and that's perfect, as Nation Extreme Wrestling has started a podcast along with an amazing brand that will bring local wrestling to Vancouver and surrounding areas. You can catch more of me, Joshua Griffith, on the Sports Talk Light Network covering the Vancouver Whitecaps and on the Unnamed Sports Show. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen. For Apple users, we are up and running, so make sure to leave that five-star rating and a comment. For the Van Slam Podcast, on behalf of Sean Bowman and myself, until next time, NBA fans. And like, so backstory, I've, I've managed suit stores. I've, so I've got a fair number of suits. I've, I've managed tip top and mores in the past. Um, I've got, I don't know, I've got north of 40 suits. Um, so uh, the biggest rule here is if you are going to do uh, any sort of leathers with your suits, they have to match belt and shoes have to match. You cannot yeah, do yeah, 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 the yeah. off. Like black belt, brown shoes, no. Go home, you're drunk. Um, they have to match. If you are going to do something, I don't know, wrong, like a black suit with brown shoes, uh, you can, but make sure that your belt matches. <coughs> yeah, like I'm not a fancy fashion man, but even I know that. Like you, you don't fuck Leathers around match. with your... Yeah. Leathers have to match. That leather um, vest has to match the leather belt <laughs> and leather shoes. A leather, leather like aura, the leather, leather helmet. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the, the football helmet that you wear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the leather Kangol. <laughs> if you're Sam Jackson, the Kangol has to match yeah, your dude. belt and your shoes and your leather vest. Yeah. yeah. Leathers match. Leathers leather match. glove. That's the rule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> leather gloves. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. If you're going to go with a, even a leather glove, it should it should probably be closely matching all your other leathers. That's the, important. This was the point that I made, though, that yes, you can 
if you can pull it off, like you can wear a black suit, but yes, you have to wear some brown shoes, accessorize with a brown belt, and pop it with the either the pocket square or the tie. Or the <laughs> it's a much more casual look, but yes, yeah, the, you, it, you can do it. The black is not the the eye drawn thing. Yeah. of the suit like and you can't wear that to like a, a wedding or a funeral like it's that's a if you just want a like, casual business meeting yeah casual business or if you know if i'm going to uh to the white caps game that's i'm like, the only one that's in a suit in the media booth everybody else is in like their jeans and their sweatpants jj wears sweatpants he's like what man i rode my motorcycle bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say my though, motorcycle and sweatpants. What the fuck is that? <laughs> J- you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen JJ. You know, you know yeah. yeah. I-, I will say though, if you are somebody that's like out there to go get one suit, and you're like, what color of suit should I go get for my one suit that I'm going to own? Charcoal. Black. Charcoal. Oh, is char- charcoal. A charcoal. Black gray is suit. black. I would put fourth actually Unless, on my yeah, list. Cause, yeah, because okay, are you are you a hitman? Are you yeah. a hitman? Are you a reservoir dog? Unless yeah. you're going to, like, if you're the funeral. groom to a wedding or yep. you're going to a funeral, you don't need a black suit. Well, I was um, going to say, but that's the only, that's one of the only times a lot of people need a suit. Yeah. Don't if, own suits. if you're going is, for is weddings and funerals, right? But if you're looking for like an all purpose suit, charcoal, because yep. charcoal yep. can do Ooh. those. It can do the business stuff. You can dress it down. You can have some fun with it. It's not as dark and formal as a black, um, but it can still, you can dress it up and still have that that formality to it. My second would be a blue suit. I think everybody should have a blue suit. Uh, third would be like a gray, like a lighter gray. That's, not a, yeah, that's not my go-to. Light, but like a medium gray. Fourth would be black. I've been trying for years to find, well, I got to drop a bunch of weight first so I can make it look good, but uh, an olive green suit. Ooh. I have an olive green suit. Yeah, it's I dope. bet you do. It's yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably dope. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, gonna. So my, I'm gonna grab my uh, favorite jacket that I own right now for you guys. It's so like, I send him, I send him like a picture, and it's like I don't know a good like six feet of like. And yes, my closet color right col- color co- coordinated all my dress shirts and all that stuff, Ooh. and he just sends me like just a badass thing. Oh, damn! See, now what's the print of that? It's like uh, it's not I don't really know how to describe it. It's not. It, it's, it's almost, it looks like it has kind of like a vapor quality to it, where it some does. of it is like smoky, like it's in patches. Kind of got a smoky, like it's got like whites and and light blues. Yeah, and then it's got the dark with the gray print on it. You're gonna have a lot of success taking over the Gotham underworld with that suit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was gonna say. Where I do, also where have do you a Beetlejuice jacket. Ah, you mean a Robin uh, Thicke jacket? Coat, so. <laughs> Yeah, Robin Thicke. I, I, I prefer a, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Naked ladies dancing around in the back. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. That, that Miley Cyrus performance really, really hurt that jacket. Um. That's fine. I never thought there'd be something that would, like, you know, make the Madonna Britney Spears Aguilera kiss look like crazy tame in comparison. But then here's right. Miley Cyrus just grinding her business into Robin Thicke. And yeah. like flesh colored bottoms and stuff, and it's just like this is I'm not like, an old fuddy duddy, but this is <laughs> this is smut. A Am I bit. a prude? Yeah. What happened to music? <laughs> his his ex wife there... was in Mission Impossible 2, was she not? That's the Robin actress. Thicke? Yeah, Robin Thick's ex wife, I believe Tandy is, Newton? is the actress from Mission Impossible Tandy 2. Tandy Newton? I believe so. Fuck oh. off, really? Wow, I did not know that. Let me double check. 
But I remember, I remember she left something. him over that, did she not? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. She was in the crowd. Yeah, that was uh, that was something. <laughs> Paula Patton. Paula yeah, no, Patton. that's who it is. It's Paula Patton. That's his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was she not in Mission Impossible too? Uh, I thought she, she was. was in Ghost Protocol. Oh, she was oh. in Ghost Protocol. I knew it was one Which, of them. Like, they should have just kept with the fucking numbers, okay? Because <sighs> yeah, I know Mission Impossible. I know Mission Impossible 2. I know Mission Impossible 3. And then I cannot tell you where they come in the order with, like, I think it's Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and then I think Fallout was the last Fallout. one. And then yeah. the next one is what's the fucking next one? But I don't know which came where. And I love those movies. Like, still come out with the cool names. I like that. But have it be like Mission Impossible Four, Ghost Protocol, Ghost Protocol. Mission right? Impossible it's... Five, Fallout. Like, yeah, that yeah. works for me. Like, no problem. Rogue Nation. Like, okay. Uh, like, I, I think Fast and Furious should have done that too. Like, I think they should have come up with the fun names. Um, instead of just becoming like Fast Eight, Furious Seven. Like, just pick like. You know what? Like, You're Fast and like, Furious. Yeah. Um, I like like Fast and Furious Two, Tokyo Drift. Like that's kind of like yeah. Do do a fun name underneath it so you know what's happening in that movie. So yeah. I don't have to try to recall what's happening in one of the nine movies that you made. You yeah, because because uh, I don't know like okay which because I refer to them as okay the Henry Cavill one, the Jeremy Renner one, the yeah. one with this stunt because I don't know I don't know my because they all together from my. Uh, ghost protocols and stuff. Now, yeah. I think seven is so far just called Mission Impossible Seven. Let's stop right there. Let's just call it Mission Impossible Seven and go on. Now, the fast movies, at least they got a little creative with it, like Fate of the Furious. Or, See, I like, like that one. That, I like that the too. Name. But then, like, yeah. F, like Fast Nine was like F Nine, the Fast Saga. The fuck are you doing? I guess they're just like running out the clock until they can come up with it. This isn't my idea, but I've seen it bandied about a lot. Fast Ten, your seatbelts. <laughs> Damn it. Fucking do it. Do it. Do part what? of me hates it so much, but the other part likes it. They don't have any <laughs> ground to stand on as far as no, that's too silly. Fasten your seatbelts. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Do yeah. it. Because they did like, okay, like you fast. You can't be like, this is too serious of a series for us to pull yeah. out a dumb pun like that. Because you had the fast and the furious. Okay. Too fast, too furious. That's fucking dumb, but okay, I'm with yeah. you. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Okay. And then four, That's Fast right, and scary. Furious. We hate the word the. The is right out. Get out of here. Fast and Furious. Stupid. Fast Five. Okay. We're on to something. And then I still don't know if they leaned into it and called it Furious Six. In some marketing materials, it's referred to as Furious Six, but that's not like the firm name, which is it's dumb like as they're hell. They're testing it out. Like they're yeah. like, can we just drop to one one name? And then they're like, we'll yeah. just bounce back and forth between Fast or Furious for and it these also movies. worked because that whole movie was basically a twelve man tag match where they matched up against like six of the other fucking people, and it was awesome. It was like team v team. It was great. And then I think like Fast Seven was just called Fast Seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, furious, or furious fast seven, furious one, seven, or oh, furious, seven, furious seven. Then, yeah. then what is fate. six? Then then fate, and then F nine, and then F nine, and then like I'm yeah, having, they just I'm having such a hard time finding them when I am. Yeah, they just chaos. keep trimming the them. names are screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. don't get and don't get me started on this new scream. I am furious. We just keep trimming down to are like one furious letter. Seven. Okay, so six was it fast. Be furious six. Six Ugh. was fast and furious six. Which and then so seven was Furious Seven. So you go fast, fought. 
and then Fast Furious. Oh, I think both. Fast and, and Furious. Oh yeah, that pasty. I didn't even see his name till Terry. Now the pasty, pasty white delight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always get confused when I go and see Fast and Furious on TV, and I'm like, oh sweet. I know. You go like, oh, which one is this? Yeah. And then I turn it on, and I'm like, the hell is this? this? Yeah, this is like the seventh one. <laughs> yeah, this is like, like, this what? Is, this one's this one's terrible. Yeah. I forget what he oh, okay, yeah. No, I know what I'm happens back. in that one. He's back. I'm back. You're back. I was I was just talking about how upset I get when I see fasting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I've, on I've the TV. I just get so mad because of all the 80s remakes. Is uh, Footloose is on. Yeah, no. Oh, like Robocop how... is on. Oh shit. No. Point break, yeah. No. Total recall? No. It's just, it's just disappointing. Like, and then the new Scream, which is what I'm pissed off about, is not called Scream 5. It's not even called Scream where the S is stylized as a 5. Call mm -hmm. it Screams, maybe, and then the S at the end of it could be a 5, sure. No, you know what the new Scream movie is called? Scream? Scream. Yep. It's just like the fucking Abbotsford Canucks all over again. Hey, I'm watching Scream <laughs> the other day. Oh, which one? Yeah. They call it Scream Classic, Scream Original, OG Scream. Oh, man. Like, is it, what is it? Just the same story? The two, Neff Campbell and Courtney Cox? No, no, no. I think it's just no. like, it's a sequel. It's a whole new, it's a, it's, it's the fifth Scream. Yeah. But they've just called it Scream because we've given up on numbers now and we're just restarting, apparently. Okay. What are your thoughts Scream on like Dune? Out would be cool. One, Dune? I've never, I haven't seen Dune. I haven't seen Now, apparently, is this thing like a sequel? Because so this is, I guess, a prequel to what was, they're going to be doing. Yeah, someone I saw, I talked to somebody the other day and they were like, oh, yeah, I kind of wish I had seen the original Dune so I knew what was happening. And I'm like, hold up here, because this mm. was going to be my first Dune experience because I hadn't seen the other one. And I thought I this would be an all access one. I don't want to. I'm no. busy. <laughs> I don't have I, time I've for two Dunes. I watched. I watched like the first part of the old Dune and, and apologize to anybody that's Dune fans. I I was so bored. I was like, cut this off. Like, I don't want to watch this any further. Um, but I guess the new Dune is amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Mm. Um, but it sounds like they've already got sequels planned for oh, it. That gives me that gives me trepidation. So they're going to do like Dune, whatever is next. Dune, Dune, two Sequoon. U N E. <laughs> Two U N E. That's the title. And if it's not the title, I won't watch it. I don't care how much I love Dune. No. I like the logo. Like the the like D U N E. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like I just love like that it's all... signs with your hands. Uh, 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 uh. Sean, it's hard Sean's to do with down your hands, with, the Dune, with the Dune set. He's given gang Dune signs. Squad. The Dune Squad. No, all right, the second, oh, it's all back. Second one's it's all weird in the camera. This what do y'all? What do y'all think of uh, what do you think my stat line was? So Ooh. it's like winner stays on the court. So yeah. I played two games. My team lost both games. Nice. Um, <laughs> I had just the hopes and prayers that I wouldn't be the worst guy out there. And I was, which was great. Oh, nice. Which is really yeah. good. I actually was one of the better folks on my team. Um, okay. So in two games, going to 11 uh, single points. Uh, outside counts as two, so threes count as twos. Um, mm -hmm. Just as factor in, like, a basket is two points. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I got three points or whatever. No, so how many points, assists, and rebounds do you think uh, the Pasty White Delight got out there this morning? Are you guys playing three on three? 
Uh, no, it's five on five. Five on five. Five on five. Old court. Old court, Old court. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I think you cleaned up on the on the boards. That's my guess. So I'm gonna say you got uh, you got ten boards. I'm That's gonna... actually correct. Ten boards. Ooh. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. And offensively, see, I don't. I'm gonna guess where you're at offensively. I don't know. Um, Neither did I. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna say since he's getting up all these boards, I'm gonna say he's outlitting it. He's not doing Toronto Raptor style. He's not. But if he's getting the, the offensive boards, he could just be collecting on putbacks too, right? Oh uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm gonna say you probably got five points per on average per game. So let's Ooh, go. Let's go high for that. I'm gonna go say ten points. See, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say six points total. Six points total, like three yeah. a game. In the yeah, in the average. two games, yeah. Ten rebounds, so that's five a game. And I'm then, banking on those boards being high percentage boards. putbacks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. There is uh, also uh, I will say. Oh, no, I'm not gonna say anything. Keep your guessing. I'm just okay. gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two rebounds. Two That's re it. Just yeah. Just one. Just but, I, but you already I, know that, that I nailed yeah. the 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 rebounds and, though. Yeah. Yes, I know you nailed the rebounds, but I'm saying this is what I'm saying. I'm I'm thinking that Bowman was in the paint. The pasty white delight <laughs> was in the paint. He was being the big guy. He was going. He didn't ask me blocks. Maybe if he, I would have said like maybe three blocks. Do you no, want it? No, like no. I, okay. I, you know I, what? I have blocks too. We're just keeping it to the main okay. stats. But if we want to expand, yeah, there were blocks. I'll I'm going three. I'm going three. I'm going three blocks in the two games. Okay. I'm going to one, six points, two assists, ten rebounds, three blocks. I'm gonna revise my points because I I think you were dishing dimes more than you were putting up points. So I'm gonna revise to um, eight total points, um, seven dimes, and two blocks. Okay. Are we doing steals too? If you want to. I'll give you a pair of steals too. I love it. I love how he kept track of steals. I'll go five because if you keep track of your steals, <laughs> you've got some. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So finishing with an output in two games, six points, uh, ten assists. Nice. Yeah. I'll go that one. Yeah. Well, I'm. I, I was freaking out because as I'm playing, I'm like, "Fuck, man! I'm playing exactly like Ben Simmons." <laughs> <laughs> we, had a guy play, we had a guy playing down low in the post. Call me Embiid. We Call had a guy me. playing down low in the post who shouldn't have been playing down low in the post, but he's like down there. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess it doesn't make any sense for me to be down here, even though I play here. So I'll play up top. I'll play the wing. And I was facilitating some good passes. So I'm like, oh, fuck, this is Ben Simmons style. And I'm not looking to shoot ever. So <laughs> driving the lane and dishing out. Yeah, exactly. Tossing dimes uh, to the paint. Six points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, two blocks, two steals. Hey, I got the steals and blocks right too. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So I've got your game dialed down. Like, I feel good about that. Yeah. Wasn't nice uh, little double double. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too bad out there. That's and yeah, good. my my, my points were my points were all offensive, just putbacks. <laughs> yeah. And what, was, yeah, and what I was going to say because I had a couple like pull ups that almost went in, and I think I shot one three uh, that uh, that rimmed out. But uh, what I was going to say when it comes to the points is that. Um, I was fouled quite a bit under that hoop. And you just check the ball out with fouls. There's no foul shooting or anything. You just check yeah, it out. Yeah. All your own you fouls. And yeah. I'm like, if I'm massacred under there, I'll call a foul. But I always like try not to. But if it's possession, it's fine. Like, okay, we'll just take it at the top. So, yeah, I got fouled a lot 
under there because you know, do what it takes to stop the pasty white delight, and that means hacking and pulling and all that sort of stuff. So, but it was, uh, yeah, it was fun times. Yeah, yeah I bet, man. That was, is your first time back playing drop in rec ball? Yeah, I, I haven't played since right before the, um, yeah, before the pandemic hit in like March of 2020. So, this is like, yeah, my first game back in 500 uh, or 600 days then. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, like I play a lot. Like I'll play the outside court there, but I just play by myself, just doing shoot around. I invented a little game uh, that I could play to work on some stuff by myself. But this is the first time actually like having to like D up on people and be D'd up on and look for lanes and stuff. But yeah, facilitating those passes and never shooting, uh, bent and playing hard defense and stuff. It's Ben Simmons ball. <laughs> I got. I got one more. I'm gonna wear Simmons jersey next time. I got one question. <laughs> I love Simmons. Before we get into the into the basketball talk, what was your outfit? Um, yeah, okay, so I didn't want to wear. Usually, when I'll go shoot around outside, I'll wear my seventy uh, sixers. Uh, I'll wear my Jimmy Butler jersey. Hmm. Right, it's not like it's the the replica jersey, not like the you know the nicer ones I have. Like I have nicer ones of like Embiid and Simmons and Fultz and stuff. But I have, um, uh, yeah. So I have a Butler jersey but i didn't want to wear it yet i didn't want to be guys showing up like in jersey especially because like i'm not great i'm not balling out there enough to wear a jersey no it's like okay. if you're a hockey player you're wearing like fucking pink laces on your skates or you have like yeah. fancy like tape or like Got the white gloves laces. the white gloves yeah right i have never the been good advisor. enough i've never been good <laughs> enough in any sport i've played to warrant some flashy accoutrement right so um, I went, uh, yeah, shorts, my, uh, my Embiid one shoes, which this is their first trip out on the court That's and they sweet. were absolutely wonderful. Uh, nice sleeveless, uh, sleeveless shirt, a little sleeveless Lululemon job. And then of course, fucking, uh, Lululemon headband pulled nice. up over the, pulled up over the head. So yeah, and I was you dominating those boards, dominating those boards, both sides of the court, just getting the big arms <laughs> up there and stuff. And yeah. It was uh, it was good, but uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know what that guy was doing playing the post. I honestly don't like. Was he was he bigger than you? No. Then that dude he was needed like, to back out of the maybe, post. Maybe maybe this maybe the same height, maybe maybe the same height, but like I'm a you know fucking beefy gentleman. Uh, I you know was he like on... me build like? Um, like no, I'd probably say lanky? I'd probably say skinnier than. No, oh, he was yeah quite lanky, but I'd probably put him as skinnier than you. Yeah, fair. and like that, no that strength and to... like driving the the hoop and everything. And there was one point where like I'm at the top and he's he's cutting across, and so I gave a nice little bounce pass, but he stopped running, and it went out oh, of bounds. Man. And he was like oh. that to me, and I'm like, yeah, I thought you were gonna keep running because you had started running, <laughs> and I don't pass, <laughs> I'm not passing to where you are. I'm passing to where you're gonna be. So, exactly. Yeah, but exactly. I was just like, yeah, I was like super surprised. I'm like, yeah, sir, because I'm like you know six two two ninety. So I'm a, you know, I'm a big fella, but, um, yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. You want to play the post and play down low? I don't fucking care. So I basically, I was like sprinting in to get rebounds because I'm way outside. So the shots would go up and we had some, we had some chuckers <laughs> on the team. So, people up. so as soon as that ball goes up, I'm cutting in and I'm going for those like offensive uh, boards. There was one where I went for a putback and I didn't really know spatially where I was. And I jumped up to put it back and I was like directly under the hoop. Oh, and I'm man. like, this was a terrible decision. 
Got to be like, like a big windmill to try oh, to get it around. Yeah. Oh, and it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was bad news. <laughs> Goes up with one hand, switches, <laughs> throwing up. I didn't realize. I didn't like look. I did a couple like ball fakes or whatever, and then I go and I jump up, and as I'm jumping, I'm like, oh no, I'm directly under the hoop, and yeah, that one, that one didn't go. At least that, one, that one, uh, that one didn't go. Hey, at least you can say you're straight. under the hoop, but you didn't pass the ball. Yeah, that's right. I went for it, Ben. At least you went for it. Just trying to go with like the straight vertical shot, like up through the bottom of the hoop and yeah. back down straight Does through that the count? rim. That doesn't count, does it? No, <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. a that's yeah. a ridiculous shot. So yeah, we, so yeah, we didn't win. We didn't win any other games. Know. We got uh, yeah, we lost off the court twice, um, but it was fine. Like I said, I had fun. Good, uh, good group of fellas. I wasn't the worst guy on the, on my team. I wasn't the worst guy on the court. So that's good. That's and like a, when it comes down to it, I can just always default to my size. Like people will want me on my on their team because you know I might not have a lot of offensive capabilities, but I'm big. And big can play D as big long as you, D, yeah. If you're big and mobile, you can play defense. Well, like we're playing Put defense in the air. The guy who's I guess the de facto captain of the team was like, okay, he's like calling zones so i'm like okay but then some people are still playing man to man and then <laughs> their their team was like are you guys playing man or zone and i'm like it's a half zone like but we don't know either half, we're playing half, a box half, one half of the people are playing zone and half are playing man to man and we can't keep that shit straight yeah so. it's a it's a box and and two <laughs> <laughs> Three Look, we're, people are we're, doing. we're keeping you guessing who you triangle two triangle two zone <laughs> You come out for the next game and they got mascara on. Look, look yeah. at the eyes. Look at the eyes. But I'm looking forward oh, to they're day burning. Of- they're burning. Me. <laughs> looking forward to a day in the future when I'm there and I'm looking to pick teams or someone's like, hey, uh, you know, ghost train on my team. And I'm ghost like, uh-uh, my boys are here. And then the doors open and here comes DeMar DeRoshan and Joshua Griffith are in town from uh from from other parts of the province and uh we just like we dominate the outer oh, do regions need, do you need two more players no nah, the three of us got this and then van this. slam just absolutely just destroys that'd be our cheer too is the come on in van <laughs> and welcome to the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have to walk in and bill murray would be like dun 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 <laughs> i believe i may be of some assistance <laughs> And you just know we'll just lay a giant egg that game. We'll yeah. come in with all the swagger and we'll just get skunked like 11 to 1. Well, <laughs> one like put I'm, back. I'm just like, I'm terrified to shoot and miss and then have people on my team going, now oh, this fucking guy. Pull the Danny uh, Green. Oh, yeah, of course. So, like, yeah, I think none Pull of my Russell, shots were like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. West yeah. brick. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, what's this guy doing shooting? Like I took, they were good looks. The shots that I took, they were good looks. Um, nice little pull up jumper and stuff, but no, I had an absolute blast. It was great. So thank you fellas for accommodating a late start today. So I yeah. can, uh, yeah, I was a couple baskets away from a triple double. I'd be riding Man, I, high. And I, got hockey at ten, I got hockey at 10 tonight. So after Damn. this it is right down to planet fitness, get the massage chair, hydro massage bed. <laughs> Do those some yoga. are good, dude. I love those. Yeah, do some cryo yoga, baths. Hot nap. Oh yeah, I got the ice bath ready <laughs> as soon as we're done. <laughs> like up to the neck, like your Phil yeah. Castle. That's like, right. The, the cryo chambers. <laughs> got, <laughs> got my foot massage machine. Oh, this is like Saturday, October thirtieth. This has been earmarked as my um, high, uh, high, high, high athletic day. We're yeah. gonna do some basketball in the morning, some yoga in the afternoon, and then ice hockey at 10, 10 p.m. Fucking gross. I hate that. That is gross. You need an ice bath with Kevin Hart. 
You know where he does those interviews in the ice bath like with Kevin Hart? Like there's two tubs of ice. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Kevin yeah. Hart's in one and you're in the one next to him and they're both ice baths and you do he does his interviews in these ice baths. <laughs> I love a good ice bath, man. I'm a cold water person big time. We used yeah. to we used to take stuff. Them for, oh yeah. For football, yeah, we'd fill up the fill up the big garbage bin with the ice and the water. Everybody freaking jumps in. The healing power out. of cold yeah. hangs out for cold a couple water. minutes. That cold water toughness. Um, have. I guess Good we'll get in, into the yeah. show. But before that, I just want to say that uh, pull up jump shots are inefficient. Bowman, just a heads up. Especially when I'm doing them. <laughs> you gotta give hey, like the Duke the, first. They're giving no man. They're back. giving me that room. And at <laughs> one point, it's like yeah. At one yeah. point, I have it like outside the three point line, and they're like, "Oh, shots coming!" I can feel the shots coming. I look at them. I go, "I assure you, it's not." Trust me when I tell you, I am looking for a pass. So anything out of the side of the paint, don't even bother guarding me. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not pulling up. It's been 600 days since I played. I am not two, pulling yeah, up. Two things are going to make me not shoot. If I shoot and miss, yes. And if I shoot and hit it, I'm definitely not shooting anymore. Then you're retiring on top. Everybody to remember me is that guy who, that, that guy's a good shooter. He shot Clutch. that one basket. Yep. Nope. That's it. That's it. One for one. Shooting yep. percentage. It all counts. Okay. I will tell you this story before we jump into this. So I, in my playing career, I shot one three-pointer. And I made it and I retired Done. on top. Done. That's yeah, it. Nice. My coach even talked to me on the bench, was like, never do that again. And I was like, don't worry, it's never happening again. Um, but I had my my I'd torn my shoulder um previous to this game. Um, so I had it all taped up and I jacked up a three pointer over my over my che- my check and uh hit it and i was like that's it i'm done i'm retiring on top as a 100 percent three-point shooter <laughs> and i will never ever th- shoot a three-pointer ever again so yeah 100 three-point shooter good man here. good man <laughs> beautiful smart okay let's do it 